Tomorrow Mai. Good morning. I'm Judith Lay and this is Praise, the programme that connects faith and daily life. Radio. On the programme today, how preserving a part of the island's history has given a new lease of life to a Laxey church. And Louise Whiteleg explains why she wants everyone to join her in Douglas on Wednesday, preferably with their alarm clocks. And our music is from the Celtic repertoire of Came. This is the Lindisfarne Liturgy. If we have turned away from your light, Lord have mercy. If we have wounded by our words, Christ have mercy. If we've been deaf to your call to serve, Lord have mercy. The Lindisfarne Liturgy by Came, a harmony trio who also sometimes perform as a duo, and that's what they're doing here on their CD, God of the Elements, featuring Heather Innes and Jacinth Hamill. And there'll be more from Came, the duo, later in the programme. Reverend Joe Dudley, vicar of Christ Church in Laxey, sends me an electronic copy of her newsletter each week, and it must have been well over a year ago that I first saw a mention of the Laxey Valley Project, in which Christ Church could be playing a key role. Well, many months and a lot of hard work has been done, and next Saturday, June the 29th, at noon in Christ Church, the Visit Laxey Valley Heritage Trail will be officially opened. Christchurch in Laxey, just by the tram station, will be the welcome centre, the starting point for the Heritage Trail. And from next Saturday onwards, it'll be open with volunteers on hand to greet visitors each day between 10am and 4pm. So what is the trail and how did it come into being? Well, let's begin by meeting Dr Richard Hubbard. He doesn't live on the island, but has very strong Manx connections, as he now explains. Laxey has been very close to me my whole life, despite the fact it's uh, not me that's the, the Manxman. It's my wife and her mother, Margaret Coldwell, who was born into the Kinraid family. And through my entire life, I've heard about Laxey almost every single day. So how did it develop from that? Unfortunately, you know, my mother-in-law passed away a year or so ago. And by background, I'm a, a geologist. And so I've always had an interest in the Laxey mine. I think it's just an amazing thing. Uh, And I thought it would be a very nice, good and appropriate thing to do to 
try and do my little bit to help with uh, Laxian, not only remembering it, but giving it a bright future. It's an amazing history. Uh, you know, we're referring to it as the valley that led the world, with the pun on lead there. But for a while, you know, there were a thousand people working in Laxey Valley. It was a hotbed of Victorian mining engineering, uh, and it was a commercial centre. It was the most profitable mine in the British Isles, and indeed, briefly, the largest zinc mine in the world. But this is an extraordinary story that's just begging to be told, isn't it? It is, and that's really what drove me. So working with Valerie Kinraid, uh, and we're cousins, we've really been working at this hard for the last 12 months, and really it was essential for us to have a welcome centre. And thankfully to uh, the Reverend Joe Dudley here, we've worked with the Church of England and the procedures. Archdeacon Brown has been amazingly supportive and we've just received our permission for the Christchurch to become a welcome centre in addition to its parish church duties. I recorded this conversation with Richard Hubbard when he was on the island recently. We met at Christchurch and with Richard was the cousin he's just mentioned, Valerie Kinraid, who lives in Laxey and is well known for her skills as a singer. But, as I was about to discover, she's expert in other fields too. My background is actually in sort of history and music because I did my MPhil in music tourism of, of the Isle of Man over a 100-year period, so I've always been a real history geek. And having lived in Laxey for now, oh, it'll be 25 years in August, I, I just love anything to, connected to Laxey. And of course, the history is in my husband's side because my husband, Edwin Kinraid, is named after his grandfather, Edwin Cornelius Neal, who, of course purchased the Laxey Wheel and ran it as a tourist attraction and then sold it on to the government's government in the 1960s. So there's always been that link between history, heritage, mining. And in fact, when I dug a little bit deeper into my mother's Callan history, my granny was born in Leadville, Colorado, uh, when her parents went out gold prospecting. And unfortunately, she had to come back because she had altitude sickness and were sort of related to all of the tears who went out and miners. So there's there's that sort of background to it all. And it's just such a fascinating piece of history and a story. There's such a wonderful story to be told. We know about the mine, we all, all know about the technical details, but we don't know about the people. And so we have, based on our own family history, some characters we have invented, and then we've added some real characters like Lady Isabella, Robert Casement. And so one of the most important characters in our story is called Little Tommy, who's based on my great-grandfather, who actually was a miner, and it was called Little Tommy. So Little Tommy is, is really our start point to introduce us to the mine and he's our sort of picture boy. Mary Gulland has done a most beautiful drawing of a photograph that we've been given. His face is just so poignant and you know you look at him and think what did that child see growing up? What was Laxey like when it first began to develop as a mining village? And then you think about all the families that worked in the mine as well. So Christchurch is the welcome centre, the starting point for the Laxey Valley Heritage Trail. Let's join Val again for some more details. We've worked tirelessly since last September, Richard and I. One of our biggest coups probably is that Bus Vanin is going to start their little Laxey shuttle bus from outside Christchurch. So there are going to be two loops. There's a loop which we call the Lady Isabella loop, which will take you up to the corn mill. And then for the fit and hearty, you can walk up to the wheel. And for those that can't, you can see the wheel and take photographs. And then there's another loop that's going to take you down to the beach. So you can 
explore what sort of mining heritage was down there because the ore was extracted but then went to the washing floors and then was taken down to the beach to be exported. Then there will also be, when the visitor arrives from the tram, there'll be signs saying, come to our welcome centre. And it is a welcome centre because we want people to feel that they can come into the church. It's a beautiful building anyway, and it is a really lovely, warm, welcoming place. So we will just have a television screen. On that television screen, we're going to have Captain Rowe. So Captain Richard Rowe will tell you a little bit about the mines, and then we'll have have some leaflets. Alice Quayle has designed a beautiful little map for us and you can go out and explore the Laxey Valley yourself and then if you're really dynamic and good at walking you can trot up to Agnish and then Agnish Chapel is going to be open and then by appointment if you have groups they will give you tea and, and a talk. It's a sort of place that, that you know you can spend a whole day in Laxey or you, if you've only got half an hour, you can go and look at our honeypot map. If you want to go to somewhere like one of the tea shops, you can find that that was actually Dumbull's original bank. And then we've been very fortunate that we've also been given the room that was a crafty weaver and that's going to be turned into Captain Rowe's office and you can learn more about the mine there as well. Let's bring the Vicar of Christ Church, Reverend Joe Dudley, into the conversation now. Joe loves her church and the whole village and is constantly looking for ways to use the church to serve the community. So I thought she must be delighted with this opportunity to give the building an additional purpose as well as keeping it as a beautiful place of worship. Yes, indeed. I mean, we're told that 55,000 visitors come through Laxey and not many of them go to it. So the church is so close to the railway station that many people don't even know the church is there because of the trees. They're hiding it. So we're trying to get new signage. We're trying to do all sorts of things. But the building itself lends itself to being used by the community for the community. It was built by the miners for the miners. And you can go back through lots and lots of history. OK, I've only been on the island eight years, but I come from a village where there's five generations of my family that are buried in the local churchyards and so I do empathise entirely with the people of the village and it's just so wonderful to have been accepted and to be able to be part of something which has brought it alive. Last summer we were struggling and thinking we can't afford to pay our way and all sorts of things were coming up and I'm absolutely entirely convinced that God was in it. Dr Richard Hubbard walked in and from there on we've walked together and we really were at the very low ebb of saying okay we're going to have to give in, give up but that's the human side of it and God as I say took a hand and Richard walked through the door. Everybody in the village that we have come across has been totally supportive and just wants it to happen and yes it is incredibly emotional because I do believe that this church was built for the people of this village and we are now hopefully going to get the tourists to help the people of the village to keep it going. And so now we've got the faculties, as they're called, to say that the church could be the welcome centre. I'd like to think the church has always been a welcoming centre for everybody, but now it's got its right name and hopefully it will be used for the right reason. Thank you to the Vicar of Christ Church, Reverend Joe Dudley. And although this is a Laxey-based heritage trail, there is in fact an opportunity for anyone from anywhere on the island to get involved, because Joe is appealing for people who are willing to dress in period costumes of the day, learn the Laxey mining story and help to take visitors on a journey back through time. Reverend Bellamy was apparently the first chaplain here. It isn't something that I knew about till Richard told me. And so therefore, yes, we're hoping that people will go in to be dressed in character and actually take the tourists around, take them back in time. We need the older characters to be there to actually take the story and make it come alive.
And so, yes, on the news sheets, I have been saying, could we have some volunteers, please? I understand we've probably got about 17, but there's room for 170, I'm sure. So anybody across the island who wants to come and be a volunteer, learn the story, learn the background and take it forward. Then they will bring the story alive. And if that appeals to you, contact Reverend Jo Dudley. She's in the phone book and I'll put all her contact details on the Praise blog as well. But this project is by no means rooted in the past. Let's go back to Dr Richard Hubbard now as he explains his real passion for the future of Laxey Valley. When we first met uh, Edmund Southworth of the Manx National Heritage, he explained to us that back in 2010, the Laxey Valley was put forward as the UK candidate to become a World Heritage Site. And that's based upon the industrial archaeology of those thousand people that I mentioned working. But of course, we've also got the biosphere. And that's a fantastic project. And so when we think about Laxey Valley as a tourist destination, we're speaking about everything from the beach through the valley up to the peak and Snaefell. So we refer to this as our Sea to Summit experience. And it's a really great day out for the whole family. And we're trying to make it accessible for people of all mobilities. So if you can only go a little way, that's good too. And if you want to hike all the way from the peak of Snaefell back down to the valley, that's, that's good as also. And so our longer term aim is to see if we can boost tourism, and I think to the benefit of the entire community, and we've seen great support in the community, and then aim to get Laxey Valley back on that short list to become a future World Heritage Site. Richard, we'll follow this with huge interest, but just coming back to a personal level, because you've got a family connection to it, has it got a special affection for you? Yes, of course, that's what what drives me. The Kinraid family have been involved with Laxey and the mines for many, many generations. Uh, And as Valerie has explained to you, that's deep. And so we do indeed have a very deep emotional uh, affinity to the whole project and the valley and the people, and that drives me. Spirit 
St. Patrick's Breastplate. More music there from Came. And thank you to Reverend Joe Dudley, Valerie Kinraid and Dr. Richard Hubbard, who were talking about the new Laxey Valley Heritage Trail that opens in the Welcome Centre in Christchurch in Laxey next Saturday, the 29th of June at 12 noon. Louise Whiteleg, the island's Christian aid representative, is a frequent visitor to this programme and she's back today with a new call to action. It's for all of us and she joins us now to explain all about it. Good morning, Judith. It is, the time is now. It's an environmental crisis that we're facing and we have organised a march which is going to be on the 26th of June. We're starting at about 11 o'clock. You're welcome to come along to the Promenade Methodist Church from 11. There'll be tea and coffee and we'll be making some banners. And then from 12 o'clock, we're going to be live streaming the interfaith speeches from London. So we'll be able to hear what everybody's saying. We've got Rowan Williams speaking. We've got Muslim leaders. We've got all different interfaith speakers who'll be talking. And then from one o'clock... We're actually going to leave the church. This is what I'm here to talk about today. We need to leave the church. We need to show people in the outside world that we care. So we'll be leaving the church at one o'clock. There'll be a whole pile of us and we'll be marching then along Strand Street, up Finch Hill to Timwald. We'll gather outside Timwald and there'll be some speeches. So essentially what we're doing here is we are tying in with a national event so live streaming, connecting us with what is going on in, in London. Yes. There's already so, over 10,000 people signed up for the London March. The London March is organised by the UK Climate Coalition and there's 120 different member organisations. Everything from Friends of the Earth to the Salvation Army to the Soroptimists, you name it all the groups in the UK. So Christian Aid came to me, obviously it's one of our fundamental things because we know what's happening in the climate disproportionately is affecting the people in Asia and in Africa. Now, we're not feeling it as keenly as they are over there, but it's really important that we all do something. So I was asked to mobilise supporters and then I thought to myself, well, I'm not going to get everyone on the plane and go over to London because that kind of is a bit hypocritical and defeats the object. So I thought, well, why can't we do one here? And also it makes it accessible to so many more people. This is not just a church thing. Obviously, we want the churches to participate fully in it. 
But it's every organisation. This this really does matter to everyone, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And we've got lots and lots of different organisations already signed up on the Isle of Man. So there's the Manx Bird Life Trust, there's, there's Amnesty International, there's all the Green Parties. There's a, a wide range of diverse groups all joined together for the first time ever to form a climate change coalition for the Isle of Man. So it's all part of that. So there'll be a great diverse range of people. And I think it's worth noting the reason why we walk in from Promenade church strand street up fence hill it's not terribly far it's not terribly difficult but also if you're feeling that might be a little bit much which i appreciate it is for some people you can always join us at the promenade church and then take a shortcut and join us at the top up at timwald and listen to the speeches and find out what our asks are the three asks that we've got are to keep fossil fuels in the ground currently there's a license going through for gas exploration in the sea Can you imagine what we'd look like to the outside world if everyone else is keeping fossil fuels in the ground, yet we're issuing a new exploration licence for gas? That's one of the asks. Another one of the asks is free fare. So that's a campaign for free public transport for all. And the final ask is divestment of fossil fuels. And that's something everybody can do. You and I can do. The government can do. You ask questions of your pension provider. Is your money invested in fossil fuels? And if it is, can you move it? Move it away to a more sustainable investment. People say, we're on the Isle of Man. What can we really do that's going to make a change? Something like that, looking at where you invest your money, where you've got your savings, asking questions about how your money is invested. When you have your share portfolios, looking at, is that invested in an environmentally sensitive way and it's asking that question that's one thing that we can really really do that will make a huge difference because if you choke off the money supply that's going to support fossil fuel extraction across the world then it'll have to move forward and move into a cleaner economy there's a big list on the internet that's quite easy to find of all the different banking organizations and how they rate on an ethical scale i'll post it up on the christian aid facebook page so people can have a dig down and have a look at where the ethical status is of their financial institution. Okay, moving on to the next thing. I firmly believe that giving us good, free, reliable public transport is the only way to get us out of our cars. But how feasible is it? Where's the money going to come from? There are going to be difficult choices to make, but the Climate Change Coalition on the Isle of Man believes that we can actually aim towards a net zero target for carbon emissions by 2035. Making sure we've got renewable energy, looking at having the access to the wind farms in the ocean, having and encouraging far more public transport tree planting let's reforest areas of the isle of man we can plant trees along with the woodland trust we want to try and get 10,000 trees planted in this season that's coming up so it's october to april but we need people to come along and plant so there'll be opportunities at the time is now march to sign up put your name down for a date and a location and come along and plant those trees we've been so complacent for so long we've had such a disposable society get rid of that disposable mentality and it is going to take an effort and it is a case of thinking about what we do. Christian Aid is in 42 different countries and I've written to 38 of those different countries because I want to know what's happening now in their country with climate change. And you know if I blanked off the top of where these countries came from, these these answers that I've had back, I wouldn't be able to differentiate between them because they're all saying the same thing to me, which is there's too little rain 
all this too much rain. It's not predictable anymore. So it's affecting crop yields. They've got droughts. They're losing their animals. Their animals are dying. That's causing human displacement, which has got a knock-on effect. It's causing conflict and violence. We sit here in this lovely studio on this beautiful island. It's only by grace of God, by an accident of birth, that we've been born here on the Isle of Man and not in Ghana or Angola or Nigeria or these places that are at the blunt edge of climate change. It used to be that there'd be a one-off drought and then there'd be several good years of good weather. So then they were able to build up the stocks and build up the resilience and build up the seed stocks. But now the gap between these periods of bad weather is getting so much shorter because the times when the rains come has shifted, it's ruining the crops that there is. So it's not just a lack of rain, it's too much rain. It is really a serious situation. This is why governments all over the world are declaring a climate emergency. And to take us back to where we started, the time is now for us to speak out. So do come along and join us on the 26th. Everybody will be most welcome. Join us at one o'clock from the prom where we're setting off. We aim to get up at Timwald and listen to the speeches. And I'd say the speeches will be around one 1.40. And all I'm going to say now is bring a clock with you and if you've got one of those lovely old-fashioned alarm clocks bring one of those with you i'll tell you when i see you louise whiteleg as ever thank you very much indeed thank you judith the pleasure thou art the door that's open wide thou art the guest who waits inside thou art the stranger at the door thou art the calling of the poor a little more music from came and just to recap if you want to help with banner making that's at the promenade church here in douglas on wednesday from 11 a.m then the march leaves the prom church at 1 p.m arriving at tinwald at about 20 minutes to two and that's all that we have time for this week don't forget to take a look at the praise blog the home of our church notice board it's also got details of everything that we've talked about on today's program just go to manxradio.com on the home page click on air and on the drop down menu follow the link for blogs thank you for listening to this week's praise podcast there's a new praise podcast available every sunday morning you can subscribe for free at apple podcasts Google Podcasts and Spotify via the Manx Radio smartphone app or at manxradio.com. So, till we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for your company and I wish you and those you love every blessing in the days ahead.